Welcome to the Marketing for Startups podcast. If you're trying to figure out marketing for your startup, then you're in the right place. In this podcast, we go high level, looking at the intersection of branding, data, and leadership to offer you a marketing playbook to grow and scale. Join me each week for in-depth interviews, tactical advice, and practical trainings. Hi, I'm your host, Victoria Hajar, veteran marketer and startup enthusiast. I promise to bring my experience and curiosity to each episode Then together, we'll peel back the onion on this ever-changing discipline that is marketing. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Marketing for Startups podcast. I'm so happy you're here as always. And today's topic is a really juicy one. And we're going to be talking about how to scale your business. So there are three really specific actions that you need to take as a founder to get to the next level. And I've been talking to founders in my community, the ones that have really built themselves a solid foundation in their business. I'm talking people that have made it to six figures, multiple six figures in their business. They've taken it from zero to revenue. They're starting to build a small team and they feel like they have plateaued. So if this is you, please perk up your ears, get a warm beverage of choice, a pad and paper, because we're going to walk through three essential things that you must do as a founder to get yourself to kick it up a notch, to get out of this plateau, this stagnation and break through to seven figures. So I'm going to go ahead and get on into it. So the first step you need to take in getting yourself from six to seven figures is starting to take yourself seriously as a CEO. Now, I'm sure you've heard, you know, marketing messaging and ads talking about, you know, solopreneur to CEO or doing it all yourself to building a team. And maybe you have started building a team. I'm sure you wouldn't have gotten yourself to six figures without some kind of help, either a virtual assistant or someone social media managing or even your bookkeeper, whomever you have helping you on your team. But there is a huge mindset shift that needs to happen. And this is so subtle, but so important where you stop thinking of everyone that's sort of helping you in your business to actually becoming a CEO that is a leader. Now, this means you need to get your systems in place with how you manage your team. And I know that maybe you don't have employees yet, but even if you have individual contributors and you have, um, freelancers or what have you, you need to treat them like they are your employees. And what I mean by that is you need to be getting them together for regular meetings, right? Where they are held accountable for their goals, where they have specific KPIs where they, what, that they must meet, that they need to actually take ownership out of the piece of the business that they are responsible for. And they need to be active contributors in helping you reach your business goals. This is no more handing people some projects to execute on. This is about shifting the mindset of you and the entire team to building the business. 
And these people that have been working with you hand in hand are the perfect people to help you do that, to help you think bigger. And so you need to start expecting more from the people you are working with. And this also comes with some hard facts, hard truths, which is if the people that you have working with you now are not really producing, they may not be the people that are going to get you to the next level. And so in this first step where you are really, truly stepping into that role as CEO, you need to make sure that you are surrounded by people that are going to lift you, make you better, and make your business better. The things that got you here are not going to get you there, and your team is a really great place to start. Now, if you're totally working alone and you've gotten yourself to six figures, well done. But what I would say is your next stop is to really start building that team. And when we say building the team, again, it's getting those team members that are going to be part of your departments. You have to start thinking of yourself as a real operation. The second step in getting yourself from six to seven figures is making sure that you have a dialed in marketing strategy. This does not mean throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks and just kind of, you know, trying a bunch of things and, and, and hoping that it works out. I'm sure that if you've gotten yourself to six figures, you found yourself in a little bit of a groove and you're kind of found one thing that's kind of working kind of well for you, right? Or you kind of have a bunch of fires on the, on the, on the flame there and you're seeing, you know, that things that maybe once produced are not working so well. Well, part of doing this is really giving your marketing strategy an audit. That means going through the six stages of the, of the client value journey really looking at every single action that you're doing. But here's the key. You need to be pulling through to revenue all of the marketing actions that you're taking. You need to find the ability of tracking a lead from when they first become leads in your system to purchasing with you. Now, this may take a bit of work. This may take you getting a developer or you spending some time understanding how to put together proper dashboards. But if you're really feeling like you plateaued, it's going to be really worth your time to sit and understand how much, you know, which channel is producing more leads for you, how expensive are those leads, but more importantly, which of those leads are converting into clients? Because this is going to give you a, a bit of a bit of a goal, goal posts, I guess, to keep you a little bit more focused on what you need to double down on. Okay. So taking a holistic audit of your marketing strategy and then really understanding what's producing revenue for you, that is going to be so, so vital. And the third and really, really important part of this puzzle is long-term managing your company for success. And that means putting in your essential systems where you are meeting with that team each and every week, following an agenda that you're all together with some regular cadence, looking at your marketing scorecard. Okay. Holding those team members accountable for those KPIs, understanding the performance, understanding goals that they're responsible for and the, and the, um, you know, 
how close are they to finishing those goals? Where are they stuck? Really running your company like a real company. And so that really brings me to the overarching point of this whole podcast episode, which is running your company like a real company. And I think there's those beginning phases, right? I think there's that, that beginners, um, you know, you're kind of figuring it out. You sort of, you know, you, you're doing everything yourself. You're watching YouTube videos, you're taking courses, everything that you are executing in your business needs you to some level. Um, you're kind of approving everything. Everything goes you know, past your eyeballs, right? But I can tell you with the founders that I'm working with that get to much higher revenue levels, there is a, a degree of letting go that needs to happen. So in that letting go, that means that you trust your team to be able to execute things without needing to be micromanaged so much. That you're building people around you that can execute without even your approval. One thing that was really interesting for me to go with one of the higher growth companies that I've ever consulted for. Um, And we were producing for that client immense amounts of content, um, social content. And I was really surprised that the founder was not approving the content. The founder was really just trusting that the social media manager was not putting out crap and they were responsible for the results. So instead of, you know, nitpicking every sentence of, of the copy on a post or scrutinizing the design of, you know, an Instagram short, whatever. He was more concerned at the end of the week and the end of the month to make sure that it performed. He put trust in the team to say, listen, execute it however you need to or want to, to reach these metrics that I'm holding you accountable to. And this really takes that shift. I think that this, this point really, uh, encompasses the difference between sort of that solopreneur and the CEO. The solopreneur is, is once you grow bigger, really you're running yourself ragged because you feel like your personal hands need to touch everything. And when you get to the next level, It's more about guiding and molding and shaping your team members to do things in the way that you want them to get done um, and putting that trust in them and then being a leader. So as you grow your business, you really need to step into a leadership role and know how to get results out of the people around you. And this is not... Um, this is not a skill that people are usually born with. You know, we have this idea that like leaders are born and sure there's some people that do, you know, just come into this world with maybe more natural tendency to be able to 
to to like to step into that leadership role with more ease. But leaders are definitely made. Like leadership is a skill that you can acquire. And as you get older, as you get older, <laughs> sorry, as you mature in your business, the this is where the majority of your focus needs to be. Scaling and growing is the process of getting others to execute on things um, for you. That, that's simply like how it goes. And it doesn't mean you need a big team, right? It doesn't, doesn't, the size doesn't matter. It obviously depends on what kind of business you're running. But it is more, um, it is more about you doing quality control and inspiring your team to be creative. And I'm gonna leave you with one last point as there's so many pieces of business in general, but especially pieces of marketing, okay? Marketing has so many different components to it, right? There's the creative part, the analytical part, but there's, you know, the copy, the design, um, the strategy, right? And so have you considered that your team members, because they have usually only one or two things that they're focused on executing, they have a lot more time to go deep. As a founder, it's essential for you to go wide in your knowledge. You need to really have a good handle on the basic components of a lot of pieces of your business. Like, you know, all those pieces of marketing and they're, they're vast. You need to understand about sales. You need to understand about HR. You need to understand about, you know, compliance and, and financials and the legal stuff, right? You need to go wide. You, need, you don't need to be the expert in everything. But that's why you build out your team. And so have you considered that your team being focused on an individual area allows them to go very, very deep? And so your team should be providing you with creative solutions, should be having input on strategy, should be able to teach you things. And as you grow, that that saying that you should not be the smartest in the room is absolutely true. You need to build a team around you that's gonna be better at than you at executing on certain things. And not just like getting the thing done, but also thinking more strategically and creatively about how to get that thing done. Your team has the time to go deep. And these insights as you grow that's what's going to get you to the next level. That's what's going to get you out of that plateau. That's going to get you out of the, that sort of six-figure mark into greatness, into that seven-figure realm. Is, you know, yes, you have your bases covered and things are working. Well, now, listen, business is hard. You need to be better. You need to think more creatively. You need to outsmart the competition, right? And, and you need that sort of brain power that, that time to sort of put the brain power into really strategizing on those things and make sure that your team is executing at an excellent level. Because to get from six to seven figures, it's not just about getting it done. Now it's about how can I be the best at executing at these things? That's going to make your business stand out. That's going to attract more um, more customers and clients into your world. So I hope this episode was, was interesting for you. And if, 
you know, if you've gleaned any insights from this and you know any other founders that are kind of struggling to get out of that six figure realm and really trying to build, you know, a million and multi-million dollar business, please take a screenshot of this episode. You can pass it to them. You can just uh, copy and paste the link into a text. It would mean so much to me if you would share it. And I want to leave you with one last thing. So all of, you know, all of these pieces of the puzzle really come together in the data. So when we're looking at executing more creatively and getting more production out of the marketing things that we're doing, data becomes incredibly important in this second phase in business, right? It's about trusting a team to execute and really watching the numbers and being able to tell a, like tell a story with the numbers. And so when you're sort of building yourself out out of solopreneur into building a team, kind of stepping into those CEO roles, you need to know your numbers. And so if you're a person that sort of struggles with the numbers or shies away from looking at the numbers or just kind of feels like they don't have a good enough handle on the numbers to make data-driven decisions, I have a free masterclass and a free resource for you. It is my marketing scorecard template which I use with all of my teams. And when you download the template, it comes uh, with a little mini masterclass. It's a real quick one. It's only about 10 minutes, but I walk you through how to put together your marketing scorecard, the things you should be looking out for, how you um, interpret the data and really extract that story from the data. So if you wanna go to uglyventures.com backslash scorecard, that's U-G-L-I-V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S backslash scorecard. You can grab that free resource and you can get that on-demand mini training. Um, and you're going to be able to get the ball rolling with looking at that data and organizing that data in a way that's going to help you get to the next level. Because I, I will tell you, I've worked with so many founders that are in this multiple six-figure range they have gotten themselves to an incredible point without actually having a scorecard, like really not formally looking at the data. And so I'm telling you from my deep experience over 10 years doing this uh, work as a fractional CMO and you know a fractional marketing director, the data analysis is what's gonna get you to that next level. It's gonna help you uh, prevent burnout, right? It's gonna help you really focus on the things that are moving the needle doubling down on really what's working, but you need to first have a deep understanding of what exactly is working. So the scorecard's gonna help you get there. I'm so excited for you to take a look at that. And thank you for joining me this week. I hope that you've gained some valuable insights from our discussion today. And I want you to remember, in building your empire, you don't have to go fast, you just have to keep going. Until next time. You did it. You made it to the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking around with me and listening all the way to the end. I really appreciate you as an audience member, and I hope that you found this helpful. If you did like this episode, it would mean so, so much to me if you subscribed, if you rate and review this podcast. It helps other people know that this podcast has something worth saying. It also would be super awesome if you could take a screenshot and share on Instagram and tag me at Ugly Ventures. 
U-G-L-I Ventures, V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S. I am always so appreciative to hear from you, and I hope to see you back here next week on the Marketing for Startups podcast.